The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rob and Wheelhouse Show. I'm Rob. He's Wheelhouse. Uh, we are joined today by Corey Hightower and James Weir. Uh, Corey is with uh, H-Town Wheelhouse on the Astros 411. We'll get into that later. Someone's crumbling up paper. Uh, and James Weir, he is uh, he's writing with us. Not that I've wrote a story in about a month and a half, but he writes stories with us on Climbing Tall's Hill. So welcome to the show, gentlemen. Corey, you can start off by telling everybody about yourself if you want. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, good introduction there. Like I said, my name is Corey Hightower. I'm with uh, – y'all can find us on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Me and Brett have been working together for a little while now, trying to bring you all the best content we can on Stros 411. Appreciate you all having me. All right, James Weir, go ahead. And uh, my name is James Ware. I write for Climbing Tiles Hill with uh, Brett and Rob here. And, um, yeah, I mean, I try to bring the best that I can. Normally, I start to just make people mad whenever I think a little bit too by the numbers. But, hey, sometimes you got to just think by the numbers. Okay, Wheelhouse, go ahead and talk. Before you do, Wheelhouse, we've uh, – 41 minutes ago, we started recording. And Wheelhouse <laughs> is having audio problems. So he may not talk a whole lot, but go ahead. Tell us your story. Tell us your story. <laughs> well, I don't think we have that kind of time, guys, but um, maybe sometimes being silenced by uh, radio infrequency is probably a blessing, not a curse. And so that's okay. But, hey, I just want to say um, thanks to Corey and James for joining us. Um, Rob and I started this venture about two weeks ago, and – it is taking off like wildfire. I mean, you know, Grinky broke the internet today, but I think we're breaking podcast. And so I'm just excited to have you guys on with us. Um, you know, obviously there is some, some kind of big news that, that the Astros made today. They didn't, they didn't trade orbit for turbo with the rockets or anything like that, but something bigger happened. Um, the Astros got Zach Grinky. Um, and I almost always want to say from the Royals, because I remember the first time I saw him play, he was actually pitching for the Royals and I was blown away by how good this kid was, you know? Okay. I was at work all day. So all of my, uh, alerts were on my watch. The first one I got was a couple of guys from Toronto. Was that the first trade that happened? Anyone want to chime in on that? James, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> we definitely like. I think that 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 steal or that trade that we made is actually the steal. Um, obviously, we have the marquee trade that we'll talk about later. However, you're talking about we got landed uh, a relief pitcher and Joe Biagiani, 
And we also landed a, a potential number five starter, if not a long reliever in Aaron Sanchez, who reminds me way too much of uh, Charlie Morton. And we got a uh, minor league outfielder, 22-year-old kid that hits from the left side, Cal Stevenson from the Blue Jays, all for just Derek Fisher. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good, yeah. that's a good trade. I'm happy with that. The, the first one I saw was the – what was his name? Bilicek? So I was like, okay, the, the Astros did good. You know, they're, I didn't expect them to go get a Zach Grinky, which we'll get into later. So what was the next trade? Uh, Corey, you know what the next one was? Um, after the Blue Jays, I believe it was the Maldonado news. I think that was the, uh, if I, it was a long day, man. Yes. It was a yes, it day. Was. I believe, I believe cause it was Tony Kemp was the first thing off the block figured that was coming then it was our blue jay trade and i think the maldonado news came like right after that then it was dead silent for like the next three hours okay so and then so uh, sorry so tony kemp went to chicago for maldonado yes so yeah that would so maldonado news i guess came first oh stassi stassi to the angels that's what i'm thinking of that was after uh, the Blue Jays. Okay, so we lost. So Max Stassi's gone. So we got uh, Maldonado to take his place. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out that struck out that stuck out to me was we got rid of Tyler White, who was a loved figure, not by me, but by by Houston fans and the team, and now uh, Kemp. But one thing I w- was thinking is they traded both of these guys to good teams, like contending teams. Do you think they made these trades on purpose to send these guys to winners? I would like to say that teams think about that to try to take care of their players, especially guys that have done things for them in the past. Because Tyler White, everybody wants to say what they say about this year, but, I mean, he's had some good moments. Like, everybody remembers when he burst onto the scene, he was AL player of the month. Yeah, hitting you know, like five or his season. I mean – yeah, I mean, that dude was hitting tanks every day. So, I mean, I don't know what happened this season, but you would like to think a team thinks about that. I don't know if they did. I I would love to hear the phone conversations that go on with GMs like today. I would have loved to hear the conversation with Zach Greenkey back and forth. Okay. But right. I, I think it might just be a coincidence that they went to contenders. Okay, I thought maybe they'd be a nice. Corey, what do you think about switching out? Uh, who's got bracelets on? No oh, idea. That's not me. Okay. It's <laughs> not me. Somebody's wearing bracelets and they're moving their mouse around. I didn't have any bracelets. Uh, we'll see if it comes out in the in the audio. So what I was going to ask, uh, I'll ask Corey. I don't want to leave uh, Wheelhouse out too long, too much longer. But, but <laughs> all of you guys can chime in if you want. What do you think about switching Stassi and going back to Machete? I like it. I'm okay with it. What do y'all think? Well, I think um, I'm perfectly I, fine with it. Go ahead, Brett. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, I just I just wanted to say real quick. I think that Maldonado has kind of something to prove in the back of his mind now that he's back, because we all know what we expected him to be when we got to the playoffs, and he was not that. Now, I don't think he was ready, and he didn't have a familiarity with the pitching staff. But now he's got from 
July 31st all the way to the playoffs to really work his magic and get back in there. He's a great defensive catcher. He was a gold glove winner. And so I think Maldonado pickup is going to be a lot more valuable in the end okay. than a lot of people think. All right. I was just letting you know you're cutting out just a little bit. So you've got to keep your answer okay. short. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what else? Uh, Corey, what else happened? We got Blue Jays. Uh, we swapped out Stassi for – so Stassi went to the Angels. Do we get anybody for Stassi? I don't think they've come out with it yet. Uh, um, they actually came out with uh, – it was two 18-year-olds that we got for Stassi. Two 18-year-old outfielders. Nice. Uh, I, thought you, I thought you meant All two right. 18-year-olds in bikinis. I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Anything that we got for Stassi was going to be an upgrade, especially in that trade. I'm a huge like, – Oh, for sure. I, yeah. I, I love Stassi to a certain extent. Um, I just think that any, anything that we were going to be able to get for him was just going to be you, – you just called it a win on that one because the dude is almost uh, as I don't, I don't, effective at the plate as a pitcher is. Um, so, I mean, he's basically genuinely just a defensive-only kind of uh, person that you have behind the plate. So anything that you could have gotten that's going to benefit you in the future – that's a win in my book. Okay, so you got uh, Stassi hitting 161. I don't know what Maldonado's numbers are this year. Are they better than they were when we had him before? I don't – I mean, he was he was kind of a fill-in for um, – because um, Vildorama or whoever the Cubs catcher is. I don't I don't know Cubs catchers these days. Contreras? Um Contra- yeah, yeah. I don't know. He was you know, kind of I a stopgap for them. I mean, what, when whenever he played for the Cubs, he he had eleven at bats, not a single hit. So okay. take it for what it Ooh. is. There, uh, when he was in KC, he at least hit like two twenty seven over there. I'll take two twenty seven over so, one sixty. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's here for his defense, you know. Obviously, yeah, and, and I've heard, you know, I heard last year that the guys really loved working with Maldonado. Um, pitching is kind of my thing. I love watching it. Uh, I don't. I don't like the game stats he calls. Um, there's a couple times I can recollect in my mind that they've come to the mound, and Garrett Cole was a couple of them. There are two games he caught Garrett Cole, and they've obviously come to the mound for a meeting, and uh, they were not happy with each other. Like, I mean, there's calls. I don't like. I don't like the way Stassi calls his games, and I like it, that messes with the pitcher's head when you and your catcher are on the same page. I know the. They love throwing with Chirinos, and they love throwing with Maldonado last year. I, I'm not sad to see Stassi gone. Yeah, I heard the same thing, and and um, I think the pitchers had a, had a lot of say in this. And no matter what someone wants to argue about, someone was nitpicking stats with me back and forth on on Twitter regarding this, and I think it comes down to personal preference. All right, so we got yeah, so. Back to the trades. You got the Blue Jays, Aaron Sanchez. Wasn't that guy good? I looked at his record whenever I saw the tweet, or not the tweet, but the uh, alert, and the guy's like two and fourteen. Can well, we yeah. a- um, go ahead? He's ha- he's having. A I was year. I was gonna say it's gonna have to be another. Yeah, but I was gonna say it's gonna have to be another one, and like them Brett Strom. Another man's trash is another man's treasure, kind of thing. I mean, this dude was an all star in 2016. So, I mean, he was first in he was first in ERA in the American League in 2016, and 
pitcher of the year for the Blue Jays. So if we can somehow recapture that, kind of like everybody else we've brought over in our pitching staff. Right. Well, you also got to you also got to look at basically what we gave up for him. I mean, we we gave up Derek Fisher for Aaron Sanchez and jo- Joe Biagiani. Aaron Sanchez can throw up to a hundred mile an hour heat, and he heavily relies on his cutter and his changeup, which is kind of like the bread and butter that Strom loves to work with. Um, right. And True. I mean, you make I a don't good really... point. If we just gave up Fisher, who cares how if they pan out or not? Fisher's never going to play for us again, anyway. Well, and that's the thing too is that you could use Sanchez as either like a peacock or a, a McHugh, somebody that like if somebody doesn't go very long, you throw him in the fourth and hope they can get you into the seventh, or he can be your fifth starter. And if he's even a fraction of what Charlie Morton was, like say we're, we compare both pitchers and whatever Strom can do with Sanchez, if it's even a fraction of what he did with uh, Morton. I mean, that's that's a hell of a number five. That's a number three on any other team. Well, I have faith that yeah. Strom can turn him around. I mean, I, I I don't know. He's a he's a magician with those pitchers. So, I mean, and you're not giving anything up. No. Hundo plays. Hundo is going to play in the big leagues. Anytime you can touch a hundo, they're going to trot you yeah, out Oh, there. absolutely. So, what I wanted so, to yeah, know definitely. is if any of you are aware of this, what do all – because – I mean, we're going to get to the Grinky, but we're adding all these guys to the uh, roster. Who, who's leaving? Y'all know who's leaving? I, I would assume Devo probably. He's probably the worst guy we have. I don't know. Does, does Have you heard any news about who might be leaving? I mean, I no, I haven't. I hate to no, say I it, but he, I think the guy on the mound for us right now is this is going to be his last game. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't see. I don't see Urquidy starting another game for the rest of the season, especially if they're bringing in Aaron Sanchez. You remember, Peacock is right around the corner too of of getting back, and before yeah. you know it, they're going to try to put him a starter to here or there. Urquidy has anybody heard anything new on Snead? I mean, I know that he's back on the active roster, but I mean, I haven't seen him do anything in a while. Snead or Rondon. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Snead's there. Um, I just yeah. think they're choosing. Didn't not he pitch to yesterday? Him, but um, I don't know if he. Came oh, he was in or warming not. up at least. Right. I know that. Yeah, I feel like if somebody goes down, it's going to be coming from the bullpen. Because if you look at our roster, like our starting infield, outfield, everybody else we have, those guys are not going anywhere. So it's it's got to come from the it's got to come from the pitching staff. That's where the moves are going to have to be made. So from. it's going to have to be Arkady. And possibly someone from the staff, or did they pick the other guy from the Blue Jays up, the relief pitcher, to send down to the minors, or is he going to be on the 25? I think Biagiani is going to be on the 25. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Think, yeah. I think if you trade for an MLB player, he's got to stay on your – got to stay under 25. Yeah, you can't. I don't think you can drop him down. I was going to say nah, – So, I, even th- – Well, I mean – Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just no. It's okay. I just think if you bring in two major leaguers, I mean, you're going to have to probably send down Urquidy and Snead. Um, I mean, Snead and yeah. Urquidy are the odd men out. You don't really have anybody else you can send down. Uh, you got Brian Abreu. I mean, they called him up like yesterday, though. Oh, <laughs> that's hey, fine. welcome to the show and yep. goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yep. god. Yeah. Well, I just yeah. I think with uh, with. Biagiani, especially you got you got like a really nice, uh, solid arm in the bullpen. Somebody that I kind of see. Somebody mentioned it earlier. I think Devo is one of these guys that Biagiani is going to actually replace. 
uh, Devo has mm. not been himself Carlos this year, Santana, last year. Three-run homer, and he ends up 6-4. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, and see, there you go. <laughs> Another reason that why I believe Arquiti's going down is just he's not ready. Uh, the guy labors through through innings. Um, but you basically have Biagiani that is a nice solidified arm that could replace somebody even uh, – I, I mentioned or Devo, but you could also say that Rendon, um, especially after this year, uh, I, he's a free agent after this year. There's no way that you, you can tell me that there is a legitimate – reason to get Biagiani uh, right now and then have Rondon re-signed. Yeah, I don't see him getting re-signed yeah, either. I, yeah, and you know, I don't know what's up with Devo. I don't know if it's if it's just me. Maybe I've never noticed it. But, like, he seems to fall, like, when he pitches, right? You know, some guys throw – some guys fall forward. They call pitching downhill. When he falls off the mound and he throws, it's almost like he's like throwing himself into the into the dugout, and he's out. I've never noticed it like I've noticed it this year. Have Have you guys seen that? Because it seems like all his pitches are are way off the plate. They're way out of the zone. And I'm like, quit throwing yourself off the mound. Throw more downhill. And I don't know if he's got mechanic issues going on. Well, what you're saying what. that's just how he's pitched the whole time. And another reminder: you're cutting out. You have bad signal. But uh, I don't know. I mean, just that's just how he pitches. He leans over to the right. It makes his change up of death or whatever it's called. I just think Devo's done, and I'm done with Devo. What do you guys think? Yeah, he needs some time to work on. He needs to go to the minors and work on something. He may be a late call-up in September, but I think he definitely needs some time at the lab. He, he needs to go down and get his get himself right. I mean, he's got a 450 ERA right now. That that's not gonna that's not gonna suffice at all. I I agree one hundred percent with everything that was just said. There there's just something off about him, and I don't think I don't know if it's injury because I remember last year he like spent some time on the injured list and then he came back. I don't know if there's something that still hasn't you know came back to him. Maybe when he was injured, he doesn't rely on like his pivot foot as much as he used to. He just doesn't look right. No. Yeah, he, he was. Well, you he, know, it's... he just busted on the scene. And he was so good. He was so popular and so loved. And he's just fell off. He's just not the Devo that we know. No. You know, and I think it's I think it's tough, especially guys that have. And so anyway, uncharacteristic uh, motion. Anyways, anyways. Uh, X. I was I was just looking at some stats on Devo. Last time I'm going to give on Devo is XFIP. XFIP's ballpark adjusted, and uh, Devo is by far the highest XFIP on the on the Astros. So he's the odd ball out. And right behind him is Josh James. Those are the two highest. Josh James. So, yeah. Yeah. So, not good. Not not good in that area. I'm a Josh James fan. I don't know. I, do, I like him coming out of the pen, throwing heat. But Josh James just reminds me of basically Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And exactly. Like yep. three days straight of just lights out ball, hitting his mark, 100 mile per hour, boom, 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 strikeout every single time. Sometimes even in a, a two innings straight of that, and then he'll just go on like a four game tear where he'll just give up a home run every single time he goes out there. Yeah. So, uh, let let me say one thing. I don't know if I've said this because you know a disclaimer to all the people listening. This is like our third attempt at trying this, but yesterday was it was billed as the lineup that all of us. We're waiting for 
I was excited. I came home expecting us to to win 10 to three or something. And were, were any of y'all surprised that we only scored two runs or it was because Justin Bieber is such a good pitcher. Justin and I know Bieber. his name is, <laughs> I know his name isn't Justin Bieber, but. Right. Well, I mean, so Bieber yeah, was we got to add, yeah, some comedy to the show to uh, drown out <laughs> wheelhouse's uh, connection sometimes. You know? Oh God. No, Bieber, Bieber showed why he was an all-star yesterday guys that dude is not nothing he's not something to just blink an eye at like i mean that dude was nasty yeah, hey yesterday. but he pitched against justin verlander so it was justin bieber yeah it was it so, was the justin, was the justin bieber, bieber game yeah, and I know. uh yep went head up with him too i mean if he just made a couple mistake pitches that was it yeah you know and other than that it would have been a complete shutout yeah so um, he, i mean he was not like, something to look at. so yesterday i mean the astros we're all watching a game expecting fireworks and now that we're all uh recording a podcast the fireworks are going on and i'm not watching it are any of y'all watching the game i'm just i am i'm keeping an eye on it on at bat okay yeah i'm not watching it at all so we're 20 minutes into it y'all who wants to go with grinky who who has talked the least Corey, you want to go talk about grinky uh we picked him up who do we give up for him all of that good stuff. Go ahead. Ah, the Grinky trade. That was a big one. That was the uh, last minute move. I, I was sitting at work and I was literally telling my coworker. I think it was like it was like three o'clock, I think. And I was like, I was like, I've been refreshing Twitter all day, you know. And I finally stopped. I was like, I give up. We're not moving anybody. And I like, slammed my phone down. I was like, nothing's happening. And then my notification went off. That was one of my friends messaged me. He's like, dude, we just landed Grinky. So I immediately went back on Twitter and, of course, broke broke Twitter apart. Um, gave up beers, gave up JB, Martin, and uh, Rojas. Four guys that – I mean, I feel like this is a good move for both sides. I don't think anybody got the wool pulled over their eyes. Um, we got Grinky, who's under team control until 2022. Uh, he's due 70 mil, but uh, the uh, D-backs are going to – pay a third of that so that's actually a steal for someone who's this quality of a pitcher and under team control that many years uh i feel like we sold high on a lot of these guys who just probably weren't going to burst into our scene anytime soon yeah we gave up uh, a lot of potential for someone that we know is lights out starter so i'm okay that is exactly that's exactly right that's the key word is you gave up a lot of potential for somebody yeah. who's proven. And that's like the biggest thing for me with Grinky is like you just added another veteran to that clubhouse. That dude's been there, done that. You know, he's been on the big stage. That's you can't read that's hard to that's hard to replace. It's another veteran arm. So I got a text just now that said Devo must go. So apparently he's pitching and doing horribly. But I also got a text around two fifty five. Uh Grady, one of the guys that listens to the show. He said, come on, you got five minutes, do something. So di- they did the Grinky thing, like right at the deadline? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, like I said, I, I thought it was over with. I mean, and I, I saw the highlight from MLB Network. It was, uh, I think they were like ready to sign off and start like looking at what <laughs> nobody really moved. And then Ken, Rons- Ken came on, Ken Rosenthal was like, uh, hey guys, the Astros are slain and Grinky, and there was like all four guys at the desk were just like, "Oh, what?" Oh man, that, no. that, if you were watching that live, that was that was quality TV yeah. at its finest. 
yeah, you you can't write that. You can't script that kind of stuff, you know. So. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Brett's connection works now. Yeah. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I think so. You and everybody uh, in the great. room with you. Well, I'm trying to find an optimal place. See, guys, I'm on the road, okay? It's Robin Wheelhouse show on the road. And I'm trying to, you know, my son's neat, my son's cousins are in from Kansas City, and they're about to go back. And so, you know, I'm trying to be a good dad and a good host. And it's just, it's just really hard to be all things to all people. <laughs> That's true. I'm, so, I'm, I'm running things for you while you're – Dude, I appreciate it. While you're it. running around uh, – Well, I Can you hear like, me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> so, hey, what I was going to say, can I piggyback off of what Corey was talking about with these four that we traded? Piggy away. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, you you had these guys. I, I really see Seth Beer in the major leagues, um, I think, next year. I see Rojas up there. But I think the problem, I know, I know Beer was going to be a first baseman, but we have so many fielders, and we have so much talent on this team. Like, I, I mean, the thing is we're not really talking about is we didn't give up Whitley. We didn't give up um, um, Tucker, and that's what everybody wanted. And Lunau said every single offer until he got to the Grinky offer wanted Tucker. They didn't want to talk unless Tucker was involved. And you, you, you got to give it to the GM. He, he held his ground. Um, it's pretty amazing. There was literally two minutes left when they got this deal finalized. Lunau said there was two minutes. It was 2.58 when they got the deal done with Grinky. What I'd like to see in the future is a list. If, let's say Kyle Tucker doesn't pan out. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a list of all the players we could have got, but we couldn't get them because they wouldn't give them up. Mm. That would be that- a good list, but hopefully there's not one. Hopefully he works out. You know what? Actually, no. I think I could go the rest of my life without seeing that <laughs> list because there's probably some names on there that, <laughs> like, that's like knowing, like, like, uh, you know, that's like, hey, let me know what time I'm, like, what date I'm gonna die. Like, I don't want to know that. I can go the rest of my life without seeing that list. All the hot chicks that you ever there. knew in your entire life that were like, hey, if you would have just asked me out, I would have gone out with you. I don't want to know. Right. That. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, there's probably a, at least four World Series rings on that list. Like <laughs> that, that actually no. happened to me no. when I went to my high school reunion, like the tenth year one. And they're like, "Why didn't you ever ask me out?" I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, that's. Dude, that is such BS when they pull that. If I you think it's fake. Me out, I think they're lying. Oh, it's totally fake. It's just you like. You could have told me you like me if you like me, you know. It's just, you know, well, um, yeah. So, I, anyways, <laughs> okay, can we talk about can we talk about the moves that nobody else made? I mean, like, if Greeky was on the table and you are the Yankees or you are somebody who needed starting pitching, like, we could use starting pitching. We and they were, need, like, desperately need starting pitching. These guys did zero. And Grinky was on the table, who I did not know. I didn't either. So we landed them without giving up our top prospects. That's true. So you're looking at other organizations like, y'all kind of dropped the ball on this. You look at the Astros as, like, this juggernaut now. Like, nobody else made moves to counter this. No, and, you know, so the Yankees. The Diamondbacks too. could be the juggernaut of the NL West someday. They could be. Yeah. You know, the Yankees also, the Yankees had had Grinky right there. He he could have just changed clubhouses. 
he could have taken his clothes next door to the locker yeah. room and it would have been easy. I mean, yeah. there yeah. were so many Yankee fans that like voiced that on Twitter. They were like, it was right there. Like you could have shook his hand and said, you're now a Yankee and give him a hat and everything. And you know, but no. Yeah. So that's okay. I like being that guy. You know what? I would like to be the juggernaut every once in a while. Maybe we become the evil empire. Maybe we take the mantle from the Yankees for a while. You know what I'm saying? That might be kind there's, of nice. There, there's no way anyone else had that kind of package to put together. You're talking about Rojas, who's MLB ready in a couple seasons. Seth Beer's going to be Yuli's replacement. Well, he was. I mean, we – you know, we gave up a lot. I don't know if anybody has that many – that four guys that good that to give up without, like uh, someone said, giving up uh, Forrest Whitley or uh, Kyle Tucker. Well, I mean, you got to – like, yeah. look at, looking at the Yankees especially, like, I know that it's well-documented, and I've said it a couple of times. I've even wrote an article about it on, like, basically what are you doing with Kyle Tucker? Because you either trade him or you play him. To have him toil away in the minors is just completely uh, ridiculous, in my opinion. But imagine being a Yankees fan, and the one key piece that the Diamondbacks needed to come to them to even get things started was Clint Frazier, and your GM says no. <laughs> like, what, what? if I'm a Yankee fan, I'm so livid that that is the make-or-break deal because you have a team that is basically star-studded, packed with bats that can hit home runs at any given time. And Frazier's not going to break that. So what's your biggest need? Starting pitching. Who's the biggest name on the block right now besides, you know, Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard? You had Madison Bumgarner. You had Granke, apparently. And you also have uh, Floyd, out of, or Boyd, I'm sorry, out of Detroit. Okay, Bert, you, and you don't even you bring get- up those two names. Boyd? who I had read we mm-hmm. might get. And I know Stroman went somewhere. But <laughs> Stroman went to the Nets. <laughs> did Bumgarner stay put? Bumgarner's there. He's, he's yeah. in San Yeah, Bumgarner's there. Okay, so, was there, so besides the Astros, were there any more big moves made today that I need to know about? Uh, the the, the Tamp- Tampa was busy. Um, let me uh, pull up their moves. Tampa was busy. Uh, Tanner Roark went to the A's. That's someone in our division. They got a pretty good lefty in Tanner Roark. Mm-hmm. They signed him huh. today. Um, so there were some moves. Uh, I'm looking at numbers here, guys. This blows my mind. Um, the Yankees do not have a single starting pitcher with an ERA south of wow. four. We don't have. We do not have a single starter with the ERA north of four. We don't have anybody anywhere near four. Wade Miley has the highest ERA with a three point zero six. So why are you not getting a starter? Like, I, this was a team that I was worried about in the playoffs. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to get the Yankees. This is horrible. I'm looking at this now. Like, this is game over. Well, you won't have a actually, single let me starter. Piggyback off that. When is is their biggest ace? Is he still? He's on the shelf all year, correct? So, uh, Severino. Yeah. yeah, Severino. I think is out for. Uh, indefinitely. So you right now you're looking at Hap and uh, Sanaka. Those, those are your guys, man. That, that's not good. That's just see. That's difficult to look see, at. See, they already went out and that's, got all these guys, and they're not panning out. Yeah, they did all their moves in the off season. That was supposed to be, oh man, our rotation and all this stuff, and they're just not, not, not paying out. But make no bones about it, Yankee fans. A lot of them are still in denial, and they're still like. 
well, when we get to the playoffs, when we get to y'all's bullpen, we're going to rock y'all. And I'm like, I'm like, what? Don't even come on. Stop, please. What is <laughs> what is like Giancarlo Stanton going to stop taking steroids and suddenly come off the IL? I mean, I mean, really, like, like, what do you guys have to offer? You really think the Kraken's going to come through? This is not class of the Titans. This is like real deal baseball. I yeah. mean, I mean, we clearly have. I mean, we are the stakeholders right now of the best rotation of the best lineup top to bottom. And uh, I think, you know, getting this other reliever, I think when, when um, you get Peacock back, when you get these others, um, we will have a solid bullpen because we'll have long relief arms, but I don't think we Mm -hmm. will need them. Like other teams will need their relief pitchers. Is this rotation better than 2017 with Charlie Morton and Dallas Keuchel. That's hands down. I would, yes. Yeah, I would say yes, 100%. Okay, so, you, so I might I might dare say that this this rotation that we have in place right now is the best Astros rotation that we will see or we will have seen. Like this is this is the rotation. I, I agree. And like I said, we got that uh lineup. So pretty exciting. I mean, we're like someone said, we're we're the we're the new evil empire. I mean, man, we're it's nuts. It's nuts how good we are. We have become the sports capital of the world. I mean, we have got so many studs on our baseball team. We got Russell Westbrook and James Harden. I mean, <laughs> we got Deshaun Watson no. and JJ Watt. I'm just saying. I mean, well, let me no, tell you this. A... I grew up in Oklahoma, so I'm an Oklahoma Thunder fan. Oh, and we okay. had James Harden, you did, and Russell Westbrook, and Kevin and Durant. Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, I mean, it's too many ball hogs. You got to be like the Spurs. You got to be a team player. But I don't know. They they've been together before. Maybe Durant's the reason they didn't win it. But this isn't a basketball podcast. Oh no, it's all good. I'm just. But it's I all was good. just saying. We're, we are. It's all... a great time. It's a great time to be a fan in Houston. You know. Oh yeah. But yeah, we could uh, start us on a. Houston uh, sports podcast there. <laughs> so uh, let me ask all y'all. So are you all from Houston? I have been. Uh, I've been here since I was two. I'm, a, I'm actually a Floridian by birth, but I claim Texas as my home. Yeah. So you're from Houston. Okay. Yeah. Corey. I was born in, I was born in Baltimore, um, but came down here as quick as I could after four years. So I still have love in my heart. Uh, Stuff. I still claim them as my number two. Cal Ripken was like my hero, ah. but yeah, Houston, Houston's my home. Houston Astros. So y'all are all Texans, Rockets, Astros. I am. For Corey, what about you? Did we lose Corey? We might have lost him. Mm, see. Oh no! Sorry, right here, right here. H Town, still drown. Sorry. <laughs> My phone was on mute. Okay, I was like, all the H-Town smack he was talking, all that wheelhouse smack. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Because y'all are all fans of Houston stuff, but the the only Houston team that I'm a fan of is the Astros. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but... But, See, I'm also not really like a huge... Baseball is like my number one. It will always be my number one love. I'll, uh, I mean, you could take away football and basketball. I'd be completely oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I'm totally with you on that one. 
but like football number two basketball unfortunately uh number three i was forced to play it as a kid so i grew up hating it um but yeah that yeah baseball astros till i could die. yeah that's I how could, i feel i could yeah. go the rest of my life without watching a basketball game Amen. i could yeah. care i could yeah. care less i just care yeah. less. I, it's i grew up watching but it's like i had I have like when I put baseball number one, I guess it's because I'm giving away my age here, but like I was like three years old when the Oilers left Houston. So like I had no, you know, I didn't really, I didn't have, I was already like 30. Like three or four. Yeah, I was was in college. Like I said, I'm giving away my age here, but like I said, I had no connection to football, but the Astros were always there. Like I grew up in the Dell, you know, like going to the games every weekend. So I think that's why I always connect. Like I will murder somebody over the Astros. I'm not gonna fight you in this. I'm not gonna fight you in the street over the Texans or the Rockets. Like I, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk shit to you, but I'm not gonna fight yeah. you like I would over the Astros. Like I, I'd go to jail. I would. Pl- I would gladly do jail time over the Astros. I'm not ashamed <laughs> of it one bit. Yeah, I. Uh, my what was it? Last the only time I remember watching the Oilers is my dad took me to like an Oilers game. I had to have been like five years old because i don't remember much it was just basically the jets and the oilers um yeah. and then they moved immediately i didn't know what that meant <laughs> and i was young naive and stupid and i become like a, i became a cowboys fan uh. just because i loved emmett smith and michael irvin nothing mm. wrong with that you that's know. okay so, okay you didn't you didn't know any you didn't know better. any better it's okay better. it's okay yeah you didn't know it we all make mistakes in the past <laughs> we all make mistakes and you know all all can be forgiven so yeah you know what the only thing I remember from the Oilers is that stupid song, man. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. That's the only thing I remember from the Oilers that coming on the radio all the time. Oh, man. Love You Blue was the best. Love You Blue. Yes, love you oh, blue. man. It's like, we, <laughs> we <laughs> the offense. We got the defense. I was like, oh, man. That song. Oh, but that, you know. It's so good. It, I can date myself. I was in eighth oh. grade when the Super Bowl shuffle came out, if y'all even know what that is. Oh, oh I know. Dude, I was going to say, you can't. Yes. I sang it. You can't hate Love You Blue and then like go out and say the Super Bowl Shuffle. Was <laughs> Super Bowl Shuffle was by far the worst. Oh, ever. see, see, I was I was Walter Payton fan growing up, and so I was a big Chicago Bears fan as a kid. But of course, I think that was more because they were winners, and I wanted to root for a winner. And you know, the Oilers was my other option, and I definitely wasn't going to root for the Cowboys. Um, so it's just one of those things where. We will tell you in our house, we root for two teams, the Astros and whoever's playing against the Yankees or the Texans and whoever's playing against the Cowboys. That's just how we roll. It's anti-Dallas all the time in my house, um, or as I call it, Southern Oklahoma. No offense to Oklahomans, yes. but uh, <laughs> somebody's got to take Dallas. Let me just tell us. you this. When uh, Houston fans call – Dallas, Southern Oklahoma, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> I'm not I'm not on board. Come on, I'm, man. Not, I'm not on board with that. <laughs> Just Okay, okay. Okay, can I call it West can I call it Western Louisiana? No, just call it Texas. Well, but it's Dallas Fort Worth, man. Well, right now the what's your sound you know quality, you can't call it anything. Oh man. <laughs> you know what the best thing coming out of Dallas is? No, I don't. Did you? No, I don't. I, I, don't I don't speak mime. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. That's brutal. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the Strohs. What else is yes. there to talk about? 
because I'm, I'm well, laying in bed. I don't have papers directly oh, on this man. podcast, and we're starting to do conversations. Uh, but we got into uh, Twitter. We were talking about Twitter. Uh, y'all getting any beef with anyone on Twitter? I do. I tried. Uh, I mean, James does. I know. <laughs> I know. I sent. I sent James a little message. Hey, man, you going to back me up on this one? Like, like you go oh, into yeah. like your little DM. Like you like get a group. You're like, hey, this guy's being a punk, and then like let's go <laughs> after him. And it's kind of like kind of like what we used to do in real life when like we actually interacted with other human beings. Like you'd pick on that one kid. That's kind of what happens on Twitter. Um, I saw it happening a lot. I didn't really involve myself in it just because, well, I couldn't. I was, I was at Dave & Buster's, so it was, it was kind of hard to do that at the same time. So, well, it, it, so the, the guy in play, um, I think his name's like the Armory or something like that. Yes. And, uh, I'm, so something about me is I love a good debate, and it doesn't matter on whether or not I'm right or wrong. I just love getting into a good debate. But I also love stirring the pot a little bit. And this guy decided that he wanted to have an awful take. And if you have an awful take on either like a message board or on Twitter, I'm not going to shy away from telling you. And uh, this guy like kind of got into it with Wheelhouse. And I just saw it like in passing. And I was like, no, I'm going to comment on this. (laughs) And uh, sure enough, like within like five minutes, I'm being called every name under the sun. But like... (laughs) I mean, essentially, what it was about was uh, his take was Stassi is a better catcher than Maldonado, and us to be or us as Astros fans to be excited about Maldonado. Um, we were basically stupid for it and everything. And uh, I mean, his defensive war, his offensive war, and his runs replacement, Stassi is negative on every single category under the sun, as opposed to Maldonado. Is Maldonado going to light the world on fire? Absolutely not. But to basically call a whole fan base stupid and uninformed and like irrational just because we're excited to see somebody not strike out four times in a row during a single game, like that to me is just a little ridiculous. So I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him about my opinion. Yeah, was that you earlier that said having Stassi in the lineups, like having a pitcher bat? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and no, no, like no offense to Sassy because yeah, he actually no brings something to a table. And, I mean, he just doesn't have no. a bat. That's, uh, that's part of the game. Remind- no matter how good of a catcher he is, no matter how good of a framer he is, he can't hit. Exactly. And he remind you know who he reminds me of is he reminds me of Brad Osmus at the tail end of Brad Osmus's career. But you know what blew my bad. mind is remember last year Stassi destroyed left handed pitching, man. Yeah. Like what happened to that? Actually I think I think Stassi bats as bad as Brad Osmus manages. Oh yeah, I'm, hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, hot take here, I'm officially done with Brad Osmus. Like even before the uh even before the Marisnik thing, just like I was watching interviews of him and like, look, I'm just like, I'm done with you, man. I was iffy on you when you were in Houston because you were always a pretty boy. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, I'm officially done with Brad Osmus. Let me go to Twitter and post that. I'll see if, what else we got. I think Twitter beef. I Let's think everybody's done. <laughs> so I, I was speaking to y'all earlier. Do, in, do any of y'all see any tweets from Larry, the GM? Yeah, he's, really he's, he's he's another one of those. Yeah, he's a pompous, arrogant prick. I, am I allowed to yeah, say sure. that? Sure, I couldn't hear you anyway. <laughs> he's a 
pompous, arrogant prick. Yeah, you bleeped yourself out again. Did you say Yeah, good censorship. Is that the word you're looking for? No. No. Pompous. Yeah, Did pompous. You hear that? Arrogant. Arrogant. Prick. Oh, prick. The the, the other side yes. of the body. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so offended. what this guy does, so y'all all know him. So the only thing he does is let's say Stassi goes two for three. He'll be you remember all of you guys that said Stassi wasn't any good. It's just that's all his tweets are about is trying to like criticize you for criticizing the players. It's just I don't know. He's just really arrogant. I don't I don't care for him. And I actually argue with him for like five hours one time. Well, like I, I think as a fan, you do own a certain right to criticize like uh, the workings of the front office or the way that a player is going about his business or even performing on the field. I mean, that is being a fan. You can have those feelings. I think when you start taking that fandom and then you start turning it on the fans like this guy is doing, or even like anybody does. I mean, really and truly, it's what are you trying to get across? Are you trying to get across that you like know everything there is to know about the Astros? Like, dude, I don't even care. Like, I just... What I care about is that Jake Marisnik sucks, and just because he has pretty hair, that doesn't mean that he's, like, a top all-star. Thank you. Which, I mean, that's my hot take. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's a solid number four and a great defensive outfielder, but, dude, besides that, like, don't even try to tell me that he's, like, an all-star on any other team and that he's valuable. He's not. Like, nobody's beating down the door for the Astros for this guy. But... Yeah, I mean, that's I don't understand that take on like with, you know, fans acting out on other fans like that. That just doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, a lot of okay. Yeah, it's I hate that. He's 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 one of those guys too. I watch he's he cherry picks stats so bad. Like I can cherry pick stats all day and convince you anybody's a Hall of Famer. Like I am a firm believer that the whole reason Harold Baines got into the Hall of Fame this year is they cherry picked the stats. Like little known, I have Hella beef with Harold Baines. Uh, <laughs> like, I know that's super random. It's so random to have beef with this guy. But he got into the Hall of Fame. He completely finessed MLB. Uh, I don't know if y'all watched the 2019 Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Did anybody no. watch Harold Baines' introduction? I did not. Mm-mm. Literally the only thing Uncle Manfred could find to say about Harold Baines was that he was a key component in the American League Central winning Cleveland Indians. That's, that was it. That was the grand introduction for Harold Baines. That man's going to have a plaque on the wall. So oh, wow. uh, I'm off. I'm off the box. I got my Harold Baines beef out for the day. Like, <laughs> I'm done. Harold no, Baines' ears just, are burning. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Well, well I, think, I think what you have is you have a lot of people that really honestly don't like themselves. And they take it out. I mean, social media is so easy to take out whatever you have going on with you and project that on other people. And I think all these guys that project on fans, like cut down fan bases, I think they really don't like themselves, to be honest. They're probably not fun at parties. Um, They probably still live at home. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, you can be – you can get into a beef with someone. You can get into a heated discussion. But at the end of the day, we're, we're still humans. We're still people, whatever. But some of these guys on here just act like they are the MIT grad of Twitter. Or, you know, 
I agree. I mean, I think to a certain extent, too, I Y'all feel heard like that? without. Uh, oh, I, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it, what he was, uh, what I assume uh, Wheelhouse was kind of saying was that, like, at the end of the day, we are all our people. And, Let us stand you know, the way we want to, to go. Exactly. And don't go after each other. I mean, like, once you start cutting down one another, that's when you take fandom out. That's no longer fandom. That's just, I don't even want to put in the parentheses of bullying or anything, but I mean, like, that in of itself is, like, you're just looking for an argument at that point. That's not well, a Well, not only do, like, I'm a fan, but I'm a better fan than you are, because I don't say yeah, anything like, dude, bad, I don't care. And I don't, you know, yeah, I don't either. How do you, how do you know <laughs> what kind of fan that I am? Well, and the, the thing that I love, too, about those kind of, like, arguments, like, where... And I've kind of caught myself on actually the tail end of this. Like I've been something like that. It's been um, like you'll have those people that say that like they're a better fan than me, or like obviously you know we've had some fans that haven't been here since we've won a World Series. It's like, dude, we are you trying to say to me that like you have more clout because you've been here since like '71? Like I'm sorry that I was born in '86. And I wasn't here up until 86. 71. But, like, I was toiling with you guys at, like, at when we were losing 100-plus yeah. games. Just because I wasn't on Twitter doesn't mean that, a like, lot of A lot of I'm people do lo- that also. You're like, go Astros, and yeah. someone's like, you just started watching them. You started watching them in 7 <laughs> yeah, they're, like, yeah, how they're, do you know what I've been Yeah, Yeah, you're a 2017 fan base. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're What are you it, talking about? I was buying $4 general admission seats in center field like get off me well the the best one too is like where they'll say that like you haven't been watching but after like whenever you we won the world series it's like oh really do you know who lucas harrell is or uh justin maxwell and they'll be like who exactly or <laughs> like hey ask ask them if they know who tim redmond is oh tim redmond i don't know who tim <laughs> redmond is yeah who's I don't oh, know. Hey, I hate talking about those times, man. Those times. <laughs> hey, like we're over that now. I mean, we got that creaky now, bitches. Hey, I didn't mind. This. I didn't I, mind getting. I was gonna say no, go that earlier that I was assuming all y'all live in Houston. If you didn't know, I live in San Antonio, and when I go to games, I have to drive three hours, and most of the time I gotta get a hotel and tickets. So anyone to say that I'm not a real fan. You know, how can you say that to me? Look what look what I'm going through just to go to a game. Look how much money I'm spending just to go to a game. And I did it in 2013. I did it in 14. I did it in 15. I, I mean, I didn't just start doing it. And so you shouldn't be telling me what kind of fan I am. Well, that exactly. too. And I mean, like, what was the what's been the biggest complaint about all Houston area fan bases is that nobody wants to talk about us on the major media markets. Nobody is giving the Astros respect. Nobody's giving the Astros credits. And it's like, yeah, OK, I see the point of like wanting to try to one up somebody and been like, well, you haven't been here since 2017. Well, guess what? We won the World Series in 2017, and that's an influx of fan base. Only the only thing that comes out of that is more people talking about us, more people talking about the Astros. Look at what happened today with the Granky trade and what major media outlets are doing. They are gushing over the Astros and denying everybody else. Like nobody's talking about the Red Sox today. Nobody's talking. No, no. Right. And get this. Now, this is something we haven't really hit on. This front office for the Astros has had more impact Mm. in a shorter (laughs) amount of time. Can you hear me? 
I would love to answer right. your question, Wheelhouse, but I'm you're going to have to fucking braille that thing to us or something. <laughs> Can you hear me now? No. You'll be able to listen to this, like, probably in, like, nine and a oh, half man. minutes when I put I'm it so on. Disappointed. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you and I have done two shows together, perfectly clear. And for some reason, yeah, I don't know well, if it's four. I'm never – what I'm never I'm never doing a show away from the house again out out of town. <laughs> yeah, I'm never doing one out of town again. So let me tell you this: I don't so, know if I said it at the beginning, but uh, me and Wheelhouse we're starting the show, and I, I can talk to James and Corey as well. And uh, we're not always going to be able to be together. And so I wanted other people uh, that could talk about the Astros and. And uh, both of y'all are doing great. And so, so yes, so looking for someone to fill in when one of us. So I'm totally confident that if he can't make it and one of y'all fill in for him, it's going to go perfectly. And the other way around. I agree. I want to second that. Can you hear me on this one? Can you hear <laughs> me? Okay. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I mean, second. <laughs> I. I mean, I, I appreciate it. How, this has been honestly so much fun for us. Yeah, for sure. It is fun when you get four guys just to talk about baseball. It's it's good. It's good content. It's easy content. You just sit here and talk. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if All it's right. where your location is because you said you're on vacation. Or it is. I, I was going to say maybe it's because it's more than one of us, but everyone else is coming through good. But uh, so for sure, if this was an audition, you guys got the job. The Robin <laughs> Wheelhouse, Corey Hightower, James Weir show. I'm going to have to get two <laughs> coffee mugs to put all that on there. But, but I mean, yeah. You just do Robin. Robin yeah. friends. <laughs> well, we have the cool logo with Wheelhouse with the H. So I don't, we, we, can't, right, we can't cut right. it out. Well, We'll just well, put your names in the stars guys, on the bottom. Like, one of them to get the right leg, somebody to get the left leg. Like, just. I'm fine with being fine print. I'm fine with that. True. I'll take that. I'll take fine print. JW. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got about seven minutes. And usually I'm sitting at the desk and I have notes and there's no dead time because I'm like, okay, what about this? What about this? I got this. And, but I have nothing. This is four, du- four dudes hey, got- talking about the Astros. And whatever else comes to our mind. I'm gonna. I mean, I think we pretty gonna much let, covered everything. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I don't have anything else to talk about. Can you? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. No. Can. If you, you can hear me. <laughs> yes, Mister Roboto, we can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, really. Okay. I'm gonna bug out. Okay, I'm gonna let y'all finish the show. Okay. I'm going to exit stage left. Exit. And let y'all wrap it up on a high note. All right. So anyway, hopefully uh, some of you (laughs) listeners are still with us. So you got Corey doing the Astros 411. And uh, Wheelhouse told me that you are the, the, what is it, the, I want to say the movie editor, but I can't think of it, the film editor of 411. Uh, let me see. How can I hype up my title the most for the people? Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much anything, video, graphics, anything, uh, 
any content you see on Astros 401 is, is going to come from my desk. Um, I'll try every week to do kind of like we're doing here, but just like a simple rundown of topics through not just the Astros, but I, I like, I like to go all over to MLB. We'll look at the standings. I'll talk about stats, things like that. Um, just any videos. I'll, I'll make little videos of, you know, funny videos. We'll do graphics every day, every game, just anything we see on there is coming from my desk, but uh, we're trying We've we've grown a bunch within the past couple months that I've jumped on board, so we're still pushing. Uh, fun fact: we got more uh, got more likes in orbit. That's my claim to fame. So your Astro Four One One is a website or? Uh, it's a, it's Facebook, a Facebook page. page. You can find us on okay. Facebook. Okay. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Stros Four One One. Okay, James. So besides mm. doing the climbing talls hill, uh, what else you got going on? Uh. Twitter beefs. Three run homer. <laughs> yeah. We're losing. We're losing ten. Yeah. Okay. Climbing tall style. Yeah. Twitter oh, beef. Geez. What else you got? Uh, I mean that's basically it. Uh, just trying to basically crack my teeth on the whole thing again. I used to be really uh like embedded in the sports media world. Um, I used to do a lot of stuff for Sports Radio six ten. Um, and uh, got out of that, and now trying to get back in it on my own. Right. So. Yeah, just really writing up stories, trying to give out my own piece out there. I'm also on a couple of other like fan websites, um, basically just shooting out rumors and keeping people in the know on those as well. Okay, so the trade deadline's over. There's no more. I know there's some. There's another loophole about maybe somebody can put someone on waivers and maybe you can do some kind of deal, but for for the most part, it's all over. Uh, we all agree the Astros should be unbeatable. World Series, yes or no? On paper, yes. Yes, but we all know this is baseball, and it's it's any team, any day. Yeah, I gotta agree. Uh, on paper, this team's unbeatable. Um, but we've also seen what teams look like on paper and how they fared in October. Um. I know Granke has kind of had his fair share of troubles in the postseason. Right. Um, but but I, I would have to say that we're looking at uh, we're looking at a, a really good offseason or uh, postseason here. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be the Cubs and Astros. Um, I'll, I know that the Dodgers love to tout themselves up, but again, look great on paper, but can they get it done? And I don't think they can. So, so if the Astros finish number one, home field advantage, they're way better this year than last year at home. I don't know why that is. Uh, so if they're the one seed, they would play the wild card teams. And who would that be if it, if it stopped right now, if the season ended now? Uh, man, I just had the standings up. Hold on one second. Um... I believe the Red Sox are and back the twins? in it. Let me see. Red Sox and the Twins, maybe, or the or the Indians. Uh, twins are still divi- uh, Twins are still division leaders. Uh, the the Indians Indian are creeping leaders. up. Yeah, they're creeping up on the Twins. Let me see here. So probably Red Sox, Indians, perhaps. I was going to say it's either going to be because uh, I think the Athletics are up there too right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I forgot about them. And they made a bunch of trades today. Uh, to bolster their bullpen. Um, got a couple of lefties, I believe. So, yeah, I think without looking, I think our, our uh, chances are basically going to be up against the if, – if, if it went down to the Red Sox and the A's in the wild card, 
my money's on the A's, and I think it's going to be yeah, the Astros right and the A's. Right now, it's Cleveland and Oakland are your two wild cards. Oh, is that right? Cleveland, Oakland. Uh, Tampa's half a game behind Oakland, and Boston's right behind them with two. Houston, New York, and Minnesota are division leaders. Mm. All right. So, anyway, we've got about 30 seconds till we hit the hour mark. Once again, uh, thanks for joining me here on the show, me and uh, Mr. Roboto. Uh, so, you know, like I said before, we had a lot of fun on the first, uh, recording that we didn't save. And, uh, but anyway, we'll see y'all again. You're both invited back anytime you want. Uh, the next one, I don't know. Y'all are probably going to do one without me on Sunday because I'll be out of town. Y'all, y'all, one of y'all can fill in for me, work it out with, uh, H-Town Wheelhouse. And for all the listeners, you like the logo? You know, we'll see if we can make some shirts, coffee mugs, something like that. Once we get a little pop, more popular. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, James. Uh, we'll we'll no help with your bad connection. Uh, that's it. We'll see you next time on Robin Wheelhouse Show. Thanks, guys. Peace out, H-Town. Everybody, we sent everybody. Yeah. We sent all of Rat Rock. They literally just bought we the sent team. Seth Beer, yeah, we sent Josh Rojas, yeah. uh, Rojas, Bukowski. yeah, yes, Bukowskis, JJ, and Corbin. Nah, I'm okay with that one. So Rojas, JB, so. and Corbin, and one other person who was the other one? Beer, beer. What the fuck? Seth Beer. <laughs> yep, Seth Beer, who who I believe is going to be um, a major leaguer next year. Wouldn't that be better if I'm finding all this out live? <laughs> that, wait, well, way better, way better, okay. way better. I don't want to know because I would totally say. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.